0: are live
1: it told me the broadcast is live i think i missed that last time because i was lagging
0: the broadcast is live
1: hello everybody in live land
0: notice how many viewers
1: we have top left corner it doesn't Uh, tell me it why does it not tell we have one it all it tells me is how long it's been that's all i see
0: oh you only see oh well me i saw two we got two viewers two we're moving that's the fastest the fastest to two i think we've ever had this is this is and you know what happens when we hit three we start we start the intro but come on
1: come on third person we gotta see that intro
0: somebody call a friend or open it on another you know device we won't know (laughs) did who i just got mail how did i just get mail (laughs) the hell You've got, we have four, we have four, all right, well, we got four, Nick, we got four, so that means we got to start the intro, play the intro, because five, we have five, all right, intro time, ready, and a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, a one, two, three, I'm still very proud of those
1: (laughs) better every week.
0: Well, you got to change it up every week. The the one thing that I have going for us is that I do change it every week. Not just the title. We kind of add in different pictures. And what I do is I just go on Facebook and I just steal all pictures from your profile, all pictures from my profile, and then random other pictures like Paul Stanley, you know, which again, I was telling Nick this before the show that that picture, that last of paul stanley is just so stupid and i got it i it was me taking a picture with my iphone of my ipad as i was watching phantom of the park and there's a really bad fight scene in it and he's like
1: (laughs) How, how did you get phantom of the park on your ipad
0: um i downloaded it to one of my devices in my network and i'm able to watch it on it so
1: all right then
0: Yeah, so nerdery, nerdery.
1: I was going to say, that's very sophisticated. It is. It
0: is very sophisticated, much unlike this show. And this show is cover to covered. Welcome back once again. My name is Mike Venezia. That is Nick Morocco. I am in sunny Southern California. Nick is not. Nick is in Detroit, and Nick is the proprietor of Rock City Music Company. Nick, tell us a little bit about your store again, and then we can
1: start this whole thing. I feel like this is like a commercial for your store every week, but still it, it is. I get like 10 seconds to, to say what I what about the store. Rock City Music Company, it's a music mecca for all music lovers. We've got vinyl records, we've got t-shirts, we've got amplifiers, we've got guitars, we've got drum kits. We've got it all. If you play music or you listen to music, we have it. RockCityMusicCo.com. and for all the vinyl people that are watching this, we're currently running a 10% off vinyl sale. So anywhere in the country, we can ship you records.
0: 10%. I I just double, double checked and then see if I had that right.
1: Can you count to 10?
0: No, that's why I have fingers. (laughs) I know I have five. So if I do five twice, uh, it's 55, which is 10.
1: One and one and one is three. Yeah.
0: Hold you on my arms till you can feel, feel his disease come together right now on my face.
1: All right. So um,
0: <laughs> anyway, all right. So right at the start of the show, I have to, I, there's a new segment happening right this second and it's called Mike's correction corner.
1: Oh, right? I see that on my sheet. I didn't notice that.
0: Yeah. See, that's because you don't read. So if you read, if you were, you know, literate, I read you- as we go. I see this and it's like, so yeah, all right. I make a run of show every week, which details what we do and how long each thing should take. Nick reads the one before that we just did just so he knows what he did. It's like somebody who puts on a turn signal as they're turning to let everybody know where they were. It's sort of that sort of concept. So anyway, um, So anyway, Mike's Correction Corner. So last week we were talking about stereo and mono and different needles to use for them. And I don't think I got my point across correctly because I said that if you're going to use stereo needles on a mono record, it could actually harm the needle. It's not going to necessarily harm a stereo needle. What it won't do is duplicate the sound accurately at all. You'll get sound. It won't be true mono. It'll be like dual stereo i don't know It'll how. be
1: what they call a fold down of it
0: yeah it's it's a fold down stereo now on the opposite end of it if you use a mono needle on a stereo record you could wreck uh, on a, on a stereo record you could wreck the record so make sure you're not doing that uh but if you want to get true sound and this was where i was correct if you want to get true sound out of a mono record using a mono needle will give you the best reproduction of that sound so there uh, I just wanted to make a correction for that because somebody brought up the point. I never heard that that was the case and they were right. I, I didn't put it in a way that made any sense. So now I hope I did.
1: I knew what you meant,
0: but I am humble.
1: Yes. Well, that And that I think we should document because rarely is Mike humble.
0: Listen, you can. All right. I'm, it's too early to start cursing at you. There's not, en- there's not enough people here for me to start. I, using you. I already
1: see a comment, though, that you need to put up on the screen. Laugh at Gino Vanelli. All you want some monster bass playing on his albums, not just monster bass playing, but monster drumming, monster singing. Gino Vanelli is the shit. Well, listen, Roger, Roger. Roger agrees. Roger. Yes, Roger's 100% in. Um Roger!
0: Roger! Jeez, I love this dog, but he like what? There's nobody here. Nobody likes me. My God, um, shut up! And see, now I did a show last night with my company, and he was doing the same thing. And I had to constantly, you know, mute my microphone. But I wasn't hosting that show. I'm hosting this one, so it's kind of be like, so Nick, how about shut up? That's <laughs> what. It's, that's what it's like dealing with this. But I love him. He's cute. And you all see Roger running around. He is a co-host unofficially. He is. Anyway, what was I saying? We were talking about Gino Vanelli. Gino Vanelli. Yeah, we don't have anything against Gino Vanelli, Andrew. I see your comment there. I'm not laughing at Gino Vanelli. I've seen Gino Vanelli in concert. He puts up an amazing show. Absolutely amazing show. Now, truth be told, the last time (laughs) I went and I saw Gino Vanelli, I may have taken some substances that are legal in some states and drank some things that were legal in all states <laughs> and maybe yelled a little bit excessively during the show <laughs> and, sc- and scared the hell out of people in, in the row in front of us, especially during I just want to stop. So that turned into I just want to stop. And just we screamed. The four of us were screaming stop at the top of our lungs. And the row in front of us like a dude went, huh? Like, and i'm sure gino heard us
1: because it's not like it's a loud show right so, anyway we love gino yes we i we love Gold, goldfish and i met gino vanelli when he played the uh masonic temple here a couple of years ago and it was an amazing show but we we were getting there early purposely to try and meet gino so we could get our records signed And as we were pulling in, he was standing outside, like waiting for like the rider to bring him back to, you're the runner to bring him back to his hotel. So we get out of the car and we're like, goldfish, like Mr. Vanelli, can you sign our records? And he was like, sure. And he's signing the records and he goes, so uh, what do you guys like work here or something? And we're like, (laughs) we're like, no, we're fans. And he's like, he looked at us all confused. He's like, aren't you guys a little young to be like coming to my show? and we're like no we love it he's like oh well i guess that's cool but he totally thought we were like getting records signed on behalf of the venue that's funny <laughs>
0: that's hysterical well look those records instantly instantly went from five dollars each to four dollars each once you got his signatures. so <laughs> um yes roger uh anyway so that's a little aside about gino minnelli now I made my apologies. Uh, those of you that are watching for the, the show for the first time, uh, this is just a music nerd show. We talk about everything music. We talk about mainly about vinyl. We discuss vinyl. We discuss shows. We discuss things like that. We love questions. We've gotten exactly none, I think, in the past few episodes that were of any worth. They're mainly statements and trolling, and that's okay, too. We're all right with that because we love you. We love all of you. So shout out to my cats, uh, cats, vinyl family. Hello to all of you that are out there. Shout out to the Facebook vinyl community. If you're coming and visiting and shout out to all the artists that we criticize that I know are watching and we give you apologies in advance.
1: Yes. Great.
0: Um, so with that said, how you doing, buddy?
1: You okay? I'm doing okay. Yeah. 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 Getting ready for the holiday weekend and then it's Nam time.
0: it is NAM time so for those of you that don't know there's something called nam not vietnam not nambla it's n-a-m-m national association of music merchants and uh let's see oh wayne gilbert wayne go and click the youtube link there are no comments on facebook that you can really see everybody's on look all the cool kids Or on YouTube. There is a YouTube link. Come on and join the dark side. Come on over to YouTube and join us there, and then you can interact with all your friends uh, that all happen to be here. So uh, anyway, so Nam is where a big mucky muck industry convention where all these music instrument companies come and show their wares, what they have new for this year, or whatever. Usually it's in January in Anaheim, but this year, because of everything that's gone on the past couple of years, they moved it to June. So, I'm excited because you know, I get to see a lot of my friends in the industry that I haven't seen in years. Uh, I'll get to see you sadly in person. Um, <laughs> you know, and then we're gonna go to and again, a shout out to La Casa Garcia in Anaheim. We're gonna get ourselves a King Ranch burrito, five pound burrito. I well, I'm not gonna get it. Somebody,
1: some whoever goes, he'll to- get it. Yeah, Ducky, you think Ducky will eat it? I think Ducky. Okay, here's the thing about Ducky, he's like the size of a toothpick. But if anybody can eat a five-pound burrito, he can. But that's the thing. The people that win those eating contests
0: are, like, rail thin because their stomachs expand, you know, and it just seems to just keep going, and then they just go vomit five minutes later. That'll be Ducky, too. uh, That's fine. Listen, if Ducky finishes it, I'll buy his five-pound burrito, and he can keep the T-shirt. You hear that, Ducky? He's watching. like they're, like, $25 now. Oh, they're probably more. We haven't been there no, in like twenty dollars. I checked the menu. Trust me, I, I have to do my homework. We're ready to go. <laughs> we're ready to go. And the best Cadillac margaritas are there. That's that's no doubt. They're amazing and very dangerous. So that's
1: why we're going.
0: Is it vegan? Um, no, it's not. This is you know, it's 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 a burrito. It's a Mexican burrito with all the non-vegan ingredients. So, Ducky, you're gonna have to go off the wagon, my friend. Um. Anyway.
1: Yes. A Cadillac duck. Uh, great. So my friend Dennis Smith has commented as long as you don't bring up Bruce Springsteen or grateful dead. (laughs) Well, I'm, I like Dennis. (laughs) Oh, oh, let me tell you something Mike. you would (laughs) definitely like Dennis. (laughs) Yeah. I'm
0: not a fan of either of those bands. Um, violently not a fan of Bruce Springsteen and even more so of the grateful dead. Um, but with that said so we're going to Nam next week so there may or may not be a show nick is being a you know bit of a crybaby but i know i do the show when i get to get up early the next morning get
1: on a plane fly halfway across the country like, yeah i hate flying everybody oh well,
0: yeah well that's why you should do the show because you enjoy that <laughs> so do that so there may or may not be a show next wednesday we haven't we haven't decided yet um Anyway, but the week after that, we will do a Nam recap, and we'll talk about some of the cool things we may or may not have seen at Nam. Um, so that'd be great. Uh, cool. So, Nick, we're going to start off the show with what we usually do. Today is Wednesday, Friday is two days away, and Friday is record release day. Yes. So, let's talk about a few things. I know that you didn't get your shipment yet, but we could talk about some of these uh, and explain a little
1: bit about what they are and why they're awesome. So, yes. let's start up. What do you got? Absolutely. So for my metalhead friends, I'm happy to say that coming out this Friday after a long run of being out of print, merciful fate, don't break the oath as well as Melissa are being issued on colored vinyl, yep. uh, as well as King diamond, them Abigail and conspiracy and fatal portrait and the eye. I like the eye all colored vinyl. Uh, I think these are coming out through metal blade, uh, they usually do a good job on the packaging, always changing up the color, um, always making them a little different. Um, but I think it's been a couple of years since any of those records have been available. And Don't Break the Oath and Melissa, both must owns in, in a metal collection, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're classic metal albums, uh, hard to deny. And that was, you know, King Diamond at his peak. I mean, you know, uh, all that, them is like the pinnacle of it i i would say um but yeah i mean grab them those are great albums to have that's a great it's it's funny that it's like almost his entire discography is coming out all at yes. once yes. just like hell, no, uh uh, all right I, I guess i gotta work a couple extra hours at 7 11 to pick up these
1: albums <laughs> they're pretty affordable though that's that's something that that pe- sometimes people go oh it's 40 bucks for a record well yeah sometimes it is but those are actually i think they're like gonna sell it like 26.99 that's not bad for a limited run on colored vinyl um
0: i just need to give a gigantic and I, I hate to do this on the show i need to give a gigantic fuck you to john Byrne uh for saying stupid things like this um because he's wrong. He's just wrong and he's wrong. So he is wrong. Very very wrong. Nice guy sometimes, actually not really, but and obviously a little slow on the uptake. So, uh anyway. So, King Diamond, all right. What else you got?
1: Uh the big big release people are excited about. We got uh Def Leppard's new album. Diamond Star Halos is coming Absolutely, out. Absolutely,
0: yeah. And and there's been a few singles that have been released already. You can find them on YouTube and listen to them. They're actually really good. And the inspiration behind this album was basically if you, <laughs> to to put in a word T-Rex. Yes. It, it's essentially just 70s glam done with a modern spin and it's really 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 good. I'm excited to pick up this album this week.
1: Some yeah. of the best stuff I've I've heard come from Def Leopard in 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 a long time. It's, it's really great. I was happy to, I, I, the single is slipping my mind, but they've been playing it a lot on serious radios. Yeah. And, uh, it's great. It's great. And that's going to be available on standard black vinyl. And there's also an indie store exclusive edition on clear vinyl.
0: Nice. Awesome. That's really, really cool. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, I know there's a third one you wanted to bring up,
1: The the last one I will will, uh, spotlight is finally coming out after a long delay. Never mind, 30th anniversary super deluxe box set on LP. So the CD version did come out on time, but due to all the production issues and everything, the LP version is coming out this Friday. Uh, It's got four full live concerts in it, as well as, of course, the original album, Uh, b-sides demos all kinds of stuff a 40 page hardcover book Um, if you're a Nirvana fan you know this is the record that everybody points to as a game changer and uh, it's nice to see it get the full 30th anniversary hoopla that it most most certainly deserves
0: Absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. It seems everything that had a 40th anniversary, everything comes out, uh, as I put it a year late, but still great. You know, we had earlier, we had rush moving pictures that was delayed, uh, by a year for a myriad of reasons. And now this one was delayed for a myriad of reasons,
1: all mainly because of production and supply chain, the yes. evil
0: birds supply hey.
1: chain john john says three hundred dollars retail on the box uh it's actually it should be retailing at about 260 to 270 depending on where where you're grabbing it so independent retailers should have it at about 260 at least that's what we're gonna have it at so if you're looking for a copy of it
0: john will sell it for 299 don't worry about it
1: there you go so
0: those are three great releases anything else of note that you want to toss out there
1: those are the big ones for me i know there something some uh some of our customers are really excited about there's an erica badu reissue coming out of of her late 90s that that big album that had tyrone on it and everything Mm -hmm. so and that hasn't been in print in a long time either so i know there's a lot of people excited about that excellent well uh that's
0: what's going to be some highlights of what's going to be coming out this Friday. You got it directly from Nick. He gets them, you know, nice and early. Usually, unfortunately the past couple of weeks, distributors have been dropping the, dropping the veritable ball uh, and not getting things into them on time. I blame UPS. Actually, it's not yes. blame the, the distributors UPS. You'd but be correct. Right. You, you'd be ill in <laughs> dum, 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 dum. All right. So cool. Great. So we have, wow, we got 13 people here. This is the most of them ever watching at one time. I didn't even know I knew 13 people. So it's I all because of me. Yeah. You know, like eight of them and I know like three of them and two just tripped and fell. <laughs> and came in. So, uh, so today's topic, we wanted to talk about all killer, no filler. All right. These are basically albums that are perfect for lack of a better word. Now I'm going to throw in a little asterisk and say near perfect. There may be a song or two here that may not stand up, but that's because the rest of the songs are so good. That it would be really hard for it to stand up. In some cases, the song that doesn't stand up on this album would sound really great on another album and stick out. So, uh, there is some of that in these, uh, in these, uh, in these picks. um, I don't know if there's a maiden pick in the bunch, John. I really, I just, I don't, I didn't pick any. So I know I Nick. I didn't
1: pick any either. Oh, you
0: did. We, we discussed one. That'll be the bonus pick. Cause I agree with that too. Yes. I agree with that one too. So there'll be a bonus iron maiden pick to shut John up. Um, because, you know, well, he's very tall. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so. Basically, these are, again, this is not a top 10. This is because top 10 lists are wrong. You know why? Because you probably don't believe it because it's not your top 10. This is very subjective. This is just my and Nick's opinion. And I grabbed a bunch of albums. I realized there's some I forgot. So I'll just throw out the was, main at the end too. Like I
1: was just gonna say this was a topic when you and I talked about it, and I thought, okay, yeah, that because I already had albums in my head, okay, that, that I would absolutely crown on this. And then as I was driving in today, after I already had pulled records, more started popping into my head. And I started and throughout the day, I started going, Oh, yeah, and what about that one? And what about that one? And I see there's a comment from George Seepley. He says, Robin Trower, Bridge of Size, and Montrose, Montrose. Absolutely. They're Ab- fucking lootly <laughs>
0: Yep, 100%. So, again, your mileage may vary. This is not uh, a, a comprehensive list. But what we want to do is talk about some albums that maybe you haven't even ex- haven't thought about in that way or haven't listened to in a while and maybe you want to revisit or maybe just haven't heard them at all. And it's just a good way to be introduced to something maybe a little bit different. So I'm going to throw something up here. And... I'll start off if you don't mind.
1: No. If, yeah. I started the last two times. You start.
0: Okay, Well, there you go. So I'm starting this time with, with one that's not even that big of a stretch. Okay. Pink Floyd, the wall. And it's debatable as to whether or not every song on here is killer, but within the scope of the story and the concept they fit. So because of that, you listen to this album from beginning to end and it just makes sense. Yes. I mean and never mind the amount of hits that are actually on this album. Even once, you know, th- this is one of those that you can go deep into the album cuts and be very satisfied with what's coming on. I mean, you know, uh, of course we all know Comfortably Numb and Hey You, but I mean, I love listening to The Trial. You know, The Trial is just so orchestrated that Bob Ezrin's fingerprints are all over that. Yes. Who produced the album. He also produced Destroyer by Kiss and he produced all the great albums album.
1: Alice yeah. Cooper, yeah.
0: So, you know, uh, just his hands are all over this and you could tell because it made it cohesive. So, um, yeah, that's my first pick is pink Floyd, the wall. You can listen to this front to back and not get bored. that's for sure.
1: Absolutely. And huge shout out to one of my favorite pink Floyd tracks, young lust, young, Lust, great song. Yes. Your turn. I'm staying on the, I'm going to stay on the, uh, Prague side of things and go with, Fragile by Yes. Nice. Fantastic front to back. Same like you're mentioning with the wall. Couple of their biggest hits are on here. Of course, Roundabout, which kicks off the album. Um, there's also long distance runaround is on here, but the songs uh South Side of the Sky and uh Oh my god, I'm totally drawing a blank. What's the
0: you oh, have the album in your hand? Look at the track listing.
1: There is no track listing on it.
0: Pull out the album.
1: Oh, this has a book in it too. I did. I forgot about that. You Heart of the, the Sunrise, a track listing. Heart of the Sunrise is the song I was thinking of, which is fucking um, incredible. Yes. Uh, Chris Squire bass playing on it. Absolutely. Um, for, for, for those that are Iron Maiden fans, Steve Harris, he got everything from Chris Chris Squire. Um, but this record, front to back, unstoppable. By far their best record. We have we have a comment can take or leave we have had. <laughs> I don't know, I like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I went in a very violent direction uh for my second pick and this is an extremely formative album for me. Um and it cannot be denied how important it is to the metal community. And that's Pantera's vulgar display of power. And uh everything on this album is good. <laughs> crush everything on this album is good it's 11 crushing tracks one after another and they just stay brutal all the way from the beginning to the end now of course the iconic cover that goes along with it funny thing is i if if i get this story right if i if the story is correct that i can remember the dude volunteered to do that i think i got paid like a 100 bucks and they did this 19 times And they took the first shot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. I heard that it was like 50 bucks a hit. And then, and he, and he got hit 19 times.
0: There's so many stories about it, but the, the story that I remember is it was like, I think it was 19 times and they kept the first one. And that was like the best one.
1: Well, and you know, what's great about that is that cover is like, it's, it's, it's intense and, and it's kind of funny. Right. But like the, what's illustrated in that cover is exactly what you get in those tracks. I yep. mean that it's it's just 100%. a great representation of the absolutely hundred
0: percent. Yep, you're up.
1: All right, so I, I'm going to go the complete opposite direction of you, <laughs> <laughs> and go to probably the most unheavy thing that I picked, but I still think the uh, the title reigns. Tapestry, Carol yep. King, yeah, amazing. And as you as I always have to point out every week, I'm a huge MoFi fan. This is the uh, two. LP 40 mastered at 45 edition from about six, seven years ago. It just came out on MoFi one step. I don't have the one step. I'm sure it's fantastic because this is fantastic. But uh, you got I feel the earth move so far away. It's too late. You've got a friend. I mean, just classic after classic on this and uh, amazing piano playing, amazing, amazing singing. And of course, the songwriting. Um, This is maybe the best female record of all time. I don't know. I mean, I know that's debatable, but for me this is the one I go to the most.
0: Let's call it definitively top 5. Yes. You know, definitively yeah. top 5. And you know, if you're anybody of a certain age, y- even if you didn't know that she did those songs, if you heard the album you'd be like, "Oh wait, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. I know all these." Yes. One of those albums you just know every song on it. So yes, absolutely, 100%. Um I went a little bit milder on this one, but it deserves to be talked about. And that's Def Leppard's Hysteria. Now, why is this a perfect album? Every song on side one was a billboard charting hit and like two on side two were charting hits. And the other songs are still pretty good. And they would be charting hits if they were on any other album, but Hysteria. Yeah, You can listen to this album solidly I mean, this was an MTV darling, no matter whichever way you looked, one of their videos was on in, in the mid to late 80s. So uh, it just amazing album, great production by, by Mutt Lang, And especially coming out of, you know, coming out of having a two arm drummer and now having a one arm drummer. Yeah. Um, you know, making that work. Um, that's it was really impressive feat of not just of recording but of technology and overcoming adversary uh, uh, adversary so um uh,
1: just an amazing album period the, t- the title track is one of my favorite Def leopard songs i think it's 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 a great tune the which one the title track hysteria hysteria is a great al- a great song
0: every song on this album is really good to great bottom line i agree thank you you're up
1: aqualung my friend yes (laughs) this is the this is the uh quadraphonic one too i just realized i grabbed the wrong one
0: (laughs) well i don't think anybody can hear the difference right now
1: no (laughs) And and nobody can hear the difference period because nobody has a quadraphonic setup um but this record again uh the title track a masterpiece of course locomotive breath the song my god uh, wind up front to back again, like you brought up with the wall, the concept that goes through it and the story it tells, uh, but just amazing playing from heavy riffs like Aqualung all the way to, you know, the acoustic stuff. Um, this record is just, it's one of those ones where I, I think perfect record. Absolutely. Yep.
0: George has a really nice comment about, uh, tapestry that I just put up on the screen there so yeah that's you know and a lot of times you know our our subjectiveness is based around when you got things or what like you received it and for some reason everything just resonates with you more and i'm sure that that's partly the case you know it's a great album to begin with but to be given the album when um you know, uh, what, what, like his sister got the album. She played it over and over and over, you know, so it brings back good memories. If you like your sister, if you don't, then <laughs> maybe not so much, uh, but either way, a nice memory there, a nice memory. D-
1: there. Does I don't know, John, I know you know him, but does he have anything good to say? Not usually.
0: No. <laughs> and so that's why I'm just sort of like ignoring most of his comments, though. I will say that he's right. Bruce Dickinson's cover of Cross-Eyed Mary is, is actually pretty good. Um, it's not terrible. Would it be uncovered? Or covered as a discovered track? No, I still like the original. Iron
1: Maiden covered Cross-eyed Mary. It wasn't even Bruce Solo. I thought it was Bruce Solo. No, it's uh, the B. It's the B side of the Trooper. Uh, well, see there, you you know more than me. You know more than John. Well, I'm sure oh Bruce God, did, did, did it as well.
0: well but- John. John, you should sulk away with your tail between your legs, my friend. Jeez.
1: Patty, let him, let him have it. <laughs> How about uh, Andrew's comment there too about Aqualung, similar to George's about Tapestry?
0: Whoops, wrong one. There we go. Yeah, Andrew says I was three when Aqualung came out. My brother is ten years older than he played it nonstop to date. Still my favorite album. So yeah, I, again, it's it's one of those where you know it it where you got it from, where the influence came from, when you were listening to it. You know, for me, that's Destroyer. You know, when I was a yeah. kid, it was like one of the first kiss records I was given. I was like six, <laughs> you know, yeah, six years old. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. And like, you don't know what any of the words mean. And you're singing, you know, like great expectations. <laughs> it's just really weird. To, like, watch me playing
1: guitar and you want to know
0: what my hands can do. You know, it's <laughs> really weird for a six year old to be doing that. Yeah. I just sounded like a munchkin. Whatever. It's
1: really weird for Gene Simmons to be singing, too.
0: You know. I must say, Nick, it's great to be back on the show. This is Gene Simmons of KISS. Um, I don't know why we're not charging admission on KISS.com. We need to have admission
1: charged. We are on an IOU. We,
0: listen, you're not listening to what I'm saying. You you are not monetizing. You must make the money off Gene Simmons from KISS. KISS.com, KISS condoms. Kiss coffin we get you coming and going
1: you finally brought it in there you go i
0: had had to bring it in so
1: (laughs) is it my turn yes it is your turn all right again these are in
0: no particular order again this is not a top 10 list this is very just subjective and we're just riffing here
1: oh i disagree on that
0: all right you can suck a dick but (laughs) master of puppets uh, think about it this is uh, this and rain and blood which i actually don't have and i was going to talk about those two are quintessential thrash albums that you can listen to front to back with nary a bad song especially
1: now, rain and blood which is 10 times better than that one
0: and 10 times shorter
1: yeah it doesn't be great because like they got it done quicker i like
0: 28 minutes on rain and blood
1: yeah, which is a which is why it's fucking great like they they got to the point a lot faster than metallica with fucking eight minute instrumentals and all that
0: Oh, my God. Are you saying that you don't like Orion?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying.
0: All right, Listen, again, we're going back to the whole your taste is squarely in your mouth thing. This album is amazing front to back. It's master. What what, would you pick a better Metallica album? I like Ride the Lightning more. Ride the Lightning is a great album. That's number two in my mind. This is number one. So. Plus, I love the guitar sound better on this.
1: It, it definitely sounds better, and I would say it's probably Metallica at their like creative best. But yeah. like, I just think they're more aggressive on "Ride the Lightning." But I do my favorite Metallica song is probably "Battery," so yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe "Master of Puppets" is pretty good. Actually, I'm going to differ with you on one thing. Just
0: and tell me if you agree with me. I don't think that they were more aggressive on "Ride the Lightning." I think they were darker on "Ride the Lightning." I think "Puppets" is more aggressive. But ride the lightning. The chord changes, like especially in the in the title track, ride the lightning. It's very haunting. It's a very dark, dark album. Far darker than puppets. But puppets is more like blunt force trauma, in my mind. The way I see it, it's just it's
1: it's. I think it's the culmination of everything of the first three records.
0: Well, that was the third record.
1: That, that's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> the, it's the culmination of the first two, and and their growth. Oh, john God. says ride but puppets is better than the other crap you've had up so far
0: i know john is really loving this right now you know why because i do this to him every time he goes live on facebook with his with his vinyl auction so payback to-
1: there is no bad metallica that is incorrect Patty. that is
0: extremely incorrect and last <laughs> week we discussed that
1: there's hardly there's like 30 good metallica songs out of 120 that have been released
0: i don't know about that, but. Most everything on Load, Reload, and St. Anger is just god-awful. Um, moving on. Your turn, sir.
1: I am going to go with Paul McCartney Ram.
0: You want to Ram Paul McCartney? No. Oh.
1: he's He's got a Ram.
0: I, this show is taking a turn, man. I'm going to have to call HR. <laughs> I...
1: This record is uh, Paul's second solo record. Um, First one with Linda, which, you know, maybe is not a good thing. But the songs, I don't think he ever took more chances than he did on that record. There's a lot of experimental stuff, a lot of harmony work with just unknown guys and him. You know, he, he if you know the story of that album, he put out a thing for open auditions and held them in like this rundown house in new york and that's how he got the drummer and the guitar player that played on that record and uh i think it's just amazing what he created and like i said i don't think any other time in his career of course outside of the beatles did he take the creative uh steps that he did on that one so i just think all encompassing it's uh it's his best work outside of the beatles okay
0: this one's a no-brainer
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Just, we're not even going to spend time on
0: it. <laughs> you know, like Led Zeppelin 4, if you don't think it's a perfect album that you can't listen to start to
1: finish, just leave. Some t- tells me John doesn't think so. I mean, look, at this point, at this point, Shut up. At this <laughs>
0: at this point I will not listen to Stairway to Heaven anymore. I don't have to. Like I just I'm done um but that doesn't take away from this being a perfect album for most anybody else it's still a perfect album because stairway to heaven is still stairway to heaven i just don't want to listen
1: to it anymore well that's what i was gonna say it's still it's still great you know i mean it's still the you know the mountaintop as far as i'm concerned but you don't need to hear it every time it's on although i've never turned it off well that's you Wait, throw up uh my buddy uh Tony Savona's comment there. Let's see. I'm absolutely on
0: board with both Bridge of Sighs and or Blood on the Tracks from Bob Dylan. Yeah. Again, these are these are great great albums, absolutely and you don't pick up the needle, you just let it go. So, yeah, absolutely 100%. I
1: agree. All right, your turn, Nick. I just went oh you (laughs) skipped oh yeah because we went so fast on uh yeah on Zeppelin 4 sorry I wasn't prepared okay so here's here's one this recently came into my life I was not familiar with this album and it blew my mind and I think front to back it's an absolute masterpiece XTC's Skylarking amazing album amazing so this was produced by Todd Rudgren Uh, who, you know, is amazing in his own right. But this record is, uh, I I don't even know how to describe it. It's just a sonic masterpiece. And and what's great about the reissue that's available is, again, if you know your history on this album, when it first came out, there was a polarity issue with the mastering, and it lost all the low end. So the version that was out for 15 years or so had little to no low end or bass to it and the reissue has corrected that problem it sounds amazing and again uh, a, a loose concept of of basically of life of going through life and uh it's just lyrically fantastic and it's and it's fucking great john doesn't think so but you know <laughs> he he likes metallica so that tells me all i need to know um this this song the song most folks know on here is dear god
0: yeah, that's and, and,
1: and after not to get political, but after yesterday's events, a song like that comes into play and you, yeah, and you really. go, what a masterpiece, you know,
0: that's like the the atheist theme song, um, essentially. Yes, <laughs> that's yes. a very angry song with a really cool melody. Now, if I'm not incorrect, I believe that there was a remix that was reissued along with a bunch of other XTC albums by uh, uh Stephen um, Wilson. Thank you. Yes. So digital
1: uh, only, or not digital only, but only available on the Blu-ray.
0: Yeah, and uh, it's 5.1 mix, and they said anything that Stephen Wilson does is, in my mind, bulletproof. I mean, the dude has a pair of ears I would kill for. I'm not talking about visually. (laughs) You know, he just has the most amazing pair of ears for remixing these classic albums. If you see anything that's been remixed by Stephen Wilson, pick it up. I guarantee you, you, I don't even care what the genre or who the band is. Like, Chicago 2, remixed by him? Mind-blowing. Unbelievably outstanding. The, so uh,
1: the when I showed that quadrophonic version of Aqualung, what I thought I had grabbed was the Steven Wilson yep. remix of it. Yep. And and he did a great job with Yes, Fragile. Yep. Um, He did a great job with Kiss Destroyer. Yep. He, he just did it. It's Black old- Sabbath, <laughs> Volume 4. I
0: mean... Yep. Dolby Atmos, uh, uh, mix for, for a kiss. And I have an Atmos system in my living room and I turn that up and I'm like, I'm going to get in trouble, but I don't care because this sounds really, really good. Yes. It's great. Awesome. All right. Next up. Speaking of black Sabbath.
1: I'm surprised to see you Pickmaster, master in reality. There is why that there's
0: nothing wrong with this album at all.
1: Oh, I don't think there's anything <laughs> wrong with it. I just most people point to Volume Four or Paranoid. Volume Four is a great
0: album. I'm gonna say this. I'm sick of Snowblind. I'm just done. Like, and then there's FX. Right, that blows. You know, me. there's a couple like weird things going on on there, but on but on here on this, you know, it it starts off with Sweet Leaf. Like, okay. That's a great way to go after forever. Embryo is actually a cool instrumental going right into children, children from the, uh, of the grave. Then you have orchid into Lord of this world. Like, okay. Solitude is okay. It's a little too mellow and kind of weird. It almost is like Jethro Tull, but Hey, Tony Iommi was in Jethro Tull until he cut his fingers off. So, and then finishing up with into the void. Yeah. It's just, again, And think about the time frame that this came out. Brutal, crushing album for the time. Even today, it stands up and is super heavier than 98% of the bands putting out something called Heavy.
1: Yes. Andrew says I'd have gone with Volume 4. It was a close call, but I mean, again, just, you know, there's just a couple...
0: Like effects kind of ruins it for me. Just like, all right, this is a cocaine induced song. Like,
1: hey, you gotta, you gotta, you got a delay pedal. Uh huh. I think on what's great is like on on Wikipedia, there's there's something that's uh, you know how it always breaks down the track listing and stuff, and it says something like effects was was recorded by Tony Iomi throwing things at his guitar. And yeah, you go, yeah, that's what it sounds like. Totally,
0: hundred percent.
1: All right, you're up. Wait, hang on. I I want to touch here again on John's comment. He's oh. listing all the Iron Maiden records, including X Factor and Virtual Eleven, which are two of the worst albums of all time.
0: Yeah. Um, again, no accounting for taste uh with John. It's it's certainly not. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's a nice guy, and I
1: have a helmet for him and a window <laughs> for him to lick. <laughs> oh that's great oh wait can you put up tony's comment am i able to do that no you're controlling it i control everything i'm so tempted to throw songs from the big chair tears for fears absolutely another great one front to back and you hear a lot of that influence in the xtc stuff obviously same same era i don't know who was stealing from who obviously xtc was around before tears for fears but kind of a different band yeah
0: different thing so but
1: uh, good good call tony that's another great one all right you're up okay another mofi and this is the one i teased in my uh, facebook post earlier the band the self-titled otherwise known as the brown album brown other than the weight this has all the the band's biggest songs on it so it's got across the great divide uh the night they drove old dixie down up on cripple creek uh rag mama rag um again i i love re- researching these albums and finding out what they did to go to, to record these And uh, they were all cooped up in a a house, not the big pink house, but one in L.A. where they were where they were recording and they would switch instruments and uh, just just great Americana rock here. Probably the beginning of what's called Americana. Um, And the best versions of some of these songs, I think, are, of course, part of the last waltz. But this album, Front to Back, is just uh, I think it's an American classic, even though most of these guys are Canadian truth we <laughs> but
0: won't against them
1: fantastic uh great stuff and uh shout out to my dad who when i brought this home the first time and i was like oh dad you know you, you into this record and he's like no he just said no and then he goes i've always hated that they look like a bunch of guys that from the civil war that got <laughs> dropped in the 60s <laughs> except for robbie
0: robertson he's he's got uh he's a little bit more modern in that one um yes oh john Byrne has more comments uh yeah so uh, okay yeah but he's the same guy that listed all of these albums too so <laughs> yeah. why don't you why don't you just give the three bands you like just put the entire discography of the three bands you like and next, guess what you won't be wrong because you like them and you feel that they are perfect albums next he's gonna <laughs> say you know,
1: promise land by queens right yeah really yeah whatever. But look, he
0: also said, you know, Virtual XI by Iron Maiden, so, you know, there's there's that. Yeah. Terrible. Any, yeah, terrible. Terrible album. Terrible band. Ooh. They're not a terrible band. They're I, not I, a terrible I, band. Yeah. I like Iron Maiden, but they put out a lot of product that a lot of people don't know, and some of it should be left unknown.
1: Um great. Next up, you're up. Oh yeah, Fair Warning. Yeah, Fair Warning, baby. Someone said Fair Warning. <laughs> um yeah, Fair Warning
0: uh was it like 9 songs, 17 minutes. <laughs> 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 it's just a super short album, but every song on here is great. And the thing about it is every song is so different than the one that came before it or the one or the one that comes after it. So, um, you know, Unchained push comes to shove two very 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 different songs um it's just a dirty filthy album just dark and evil and and just good it's just angry
1: yes (laughs) i love dirty movies i still as a drummer have no fucking clue what is going on on sinner's swing i still i have no idea what the count is that's happening who knows him Alex Van Halen and Michael Anthony are the most underrated rhythm section in hard rock or in rock in general because there's a lot of great ones but what's going on in that song is unbelievable like it's 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 sick
0: yeah it's it, it, center swing has just it's a it's almost like a like a almost like a fast boogie yeah totally it really is you know it's just like a really sped up boogie and it's a really and all those break the breakdown right in the in the beginning with if you were looking at charts you're like all right, he went from like five eight to six eight to eight to uh, four, four, to three uh, I right mean,
1: four, or, or the part in the <laughs> in the middle of the song where they just stop and it's just Eddie playing yeah. that man yep man nah, 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 nah. him and Dave it uh, that that's van Halen at its at its absolute best and again
0: it's so dirty it's just a filthy album just a filthy album start to finish in the best way possible so
1: yes all right i'm out of records at least to show but Mm -hmm. we talked about this last night my number one favorite album of all time bar none although there's a couple that come close but it's got to be this one the unsung hero i always get on the soapbox for it jellyfish spilt milk an absolute masterpiece jellyfish is
0: for the uninitiated i feel bad yes because this is such a great power pop band that i discovered way too late way too late i really discovered jellyfish just a couple of years ago i had known about him yes we never really listened to him because you know in the mid '90s, you know, early '90s, I was all about you know, like grunge and you know, flannels, and these guys were colorful and you know, covers like this, and like yes. I don't understand this, so why even give it a chance to listen to? But then if somebody had told me, no, these guys are kind of like Cheap Trick on steroids, I would have been like, oh wait, let me give this a shot. Yes, that's really what they are. They're just Cheap Trick on steroids with better melodies. It's like Cheap Trick meets Queen meets the Beatles
1: and meets XTC. I hear a lot of that influence and a little bit of that
0: in there too. Yeah, absolutely. So it's probably some of the best power pop you will ever hear. And that album is so well-produced.
1: It's, it's, it's incredible. And, uh, I've this, I was a young kid when my dad got this record and, and the band had already broken up by that point and everything, but he played it constantly because it blew his mind and so i i had i had it kind of like instinctually in me but as i've gotten older this is always the record i reach for i think it's just absolute greatness i would put it up there with for me with pet sounds with sergeant pepper with all of those sonic masterpieces um this it doesn't get any better as far as i'm concerned that's if somebody put a gun to my head and said what's the best record of all time for me it's this one um,
0: if Henderson finally said something intelligent,
1: amazing band, but belly button is so much better. Okay. No, not That one, not that one. What I posted. Okay. Ghost at number one is flawless, but hang on, let's touch on that because okay. belly button is phenomenal as well. For those again, that are uninitiated jellyfish only made two records. Belly button was first and yep. then spilt milk. Okay. So belly button is incredible as well but the i think how spilt milk pieces together and how it flows and the different vibe and the different feels that it have and how they connect with each other yep. is what makes it better than belly button cuz <laughs> and i love belly button it's it's up there in my top 10 as well but it as far as i'm concerned it doesn't hold a candle to to spilt milk yeah.
0: uh, spilt milk is is just it's amazing it's it's a great for me that's the thing that separates it is the production not that belly button had bad production had very good production actually yes. very clean and very seamless it's just a little bigger uh, the drums are a little bigger actually some of the tom sounds that are on that album i've heard other drummers say that's like the best tom sound and they all wish they can get that it's for incredible. their own. Album. like it's just amazing so um and uh, you know just as far as multi-instrumentalists like everybody in that band played multiple things or sang or what have you i mean just they're such a great band and they will never get back together ever 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 again but three of the guys minus andy Sturmer who was the yep. singer and singer slash drummer um, who played drums standing up while he sang yeah, lead vocals exactly which was really weird um but the, the other three guys have a band called the licorice quartet and you can check those those guys out there on, I think they're on Apple Music, but they definitely have a bunch of videos on YouTube. And it sort of picks up where that left off with a little bit more of an edge, a little yes. bit more of a difference. Uh, Roger Joseph Manning Jr. is actually singing on it. Uh, you have to say his whole name. You can't just yes. say Roger Manning. You have to say Roger Ro- Manning Jr.
1: <laughs> Roger is kind. Is he's, he's sort of a friend. We've we've exchanged a ton of emails because I messaged him when I was twelve and said this. You know, I found him on MySpace and sent him a message and told him that that record changed my life. And we've been in and out of contact since then. Uh, yeah. But he also tours with Back, yep, along with Jason Faulkner, who was in Jellyfish for Belly Button. So yep. the first time I ever got to meet Roger. They were coming. Beck was coming through, and I sent him an email, and I said, "Man, I would just love to meet you in person." And he said, "Absolutely, I'd love to have you come down." So he had he had me come down, he hooked me up with tickets and everything. And and uh, when Jason Faulkner walked out on the stage, I I almost shit myself. I was Did like, "You plots!" I'm like, "I can't believe I'm going to meet both these guys." And then here was the best part: when we were in the back stage, you know, meeting, and I had him sign a bunch of stuff, Roger. This humbly said to another guy that was in the band, he goes, Hey, uh," I forget what the guy's name was, but I think it was Chris. He's like, Hey, Chris, hey, come check this out. And he signed in my copy of Spilt Milk. He goes, This is mine and Jason's first band. (laughs) And I was like, Well, that's one way to put it.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. How about the best band that they were in, too? You know, no (laughs) offense to Beck. No. Yeah, I mean, jellyfish was jellyfish. Unfortunately, jellyfish turned out to be one of those musicians bands that really influenced a lot of people, kind of like failure. Mm. You know, I love failure and they're touring again. They're they're playing the day before Nam in San Diego, and I can't be there. I'm so angry because failure puts on such a great show. And Ken Andrews, if you're watching, which I know you're not, please (laughs) join us. Cause you also have an amazing set of ears, sonically, not visually. Um, I haven't looked at your ears visually. I'm sure they're lovely anyway. So failure and jellyfish, I kind of put those in the same sort of influential bucket. It's, you know, kind of like stars, you know, yeah. bands like that, that, you know, a lot of people don't know, but they influence so many other bands. So, um. Great. So I'm going to I I have like way too many more, so I'm just going to sum it up with this one uh because if I don't put up one rush album, I'm going to be in trouble. And now this is not my favorite album. It is not. Farewell the Kings is my favorite album. But you kind of can't do a perfect album podcast without bringing up Led Zeppelin 4 and Moving Pictures by Rush. You
1: know. Great one. I try I tried to for me personally, cause I could have showed every goddamn record I showed last episode yes. for this as well. So I tried purposely to go with something I hadn't talked about yet, but you're absolutely right. Moving pictures Zeppelin four, Uh, what else did we talk about? Somebody brought up blood on the tracks. That's another yeah. one of my top five favorites. Absolutely. I talk, I showed that for the white label promo. I mean, any of the first five Zeppelin records, uh, I mean, you, the list goes on and on. There's so there's so many, and I hope we get into a couple bonus picks here because as I was driving today, I almost crashed my truck trying to put it on my <laughs> list of going. How the hell did I not remember that?
0: Well, this was brought up when we were talking about jellyfish, and this is exactly why this podcast exists. You know, it's to just have you think about different things and think about music differently. You know, and and find something that you may like that you didn't give a chance or you never heard of before. You know, if you've never heard of Jellyfish before, you need to listen to Jellyfish. It may not be your cup of tea, but you can understand where we're coming from with the melody and that whole power pop sensibility that they were just so good at. Yes. Um, So... Anyway. Uh, great. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, I have a couple of others that I just, I don't have like Steely Dan's Asia. Again, it was one of those other albums that we had talked about, like you need to have this in your record collection. Like, yeah, you need it. Um, I didn't pull it though. It's and tapestry was another one, but I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, but yeah, Steely Dan Asia, seven songs. Perfect. You listen to it without stopping. You know, every song on the album, even the weird tracks, you know, them. Um, The two
1: biggest ones I forgot that I don't have to show, but I think definitely qualify for this. And I'm going to go with a classic, more of a pop rock album and a metal album. And my metal album, I actually tied it, Holy Diver by Dio and Heaven and Hell by Sabbath. That's my favorite Sabbath record. Tied on the metal side for perfect front to back. And then for the pop rock, Get the Knack. Really? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. What's not good on Get the Neck? I'm gonna have to listen to it again, but besides My Sharona, I kind of don't care. Oh, then you're you got your head up your ass if you uh, think listen. that that record is so good. Great drumming, uh great songs. My Sharona is like the weakest track on that record.
0: You're a weak track.
1: You're a weak track,
0: you're a weak track. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I insulted you somehow. Okay, look, again, those are your choices. There's nothing wrong with them except you're wrong, but there's nothing wrong with them. So, um, oh, wait, we're talking about bushy bearded people. Said you know him? Meaning jellyfish. And some guy with a big bushy beard stopped us as we were leaving, and we talked to him for about 15 minutes. He left, and all these people came up to said, you know him? No idea who it was. It was Jerry Garcia.
1: Hey, man. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) Hey, man, Jerry. There you go. All right.
0: I love this. He was kind of disguised. What was he wearing? A Groucho nose? (laughs) Jerry Garcia be disguised.
1: (laughs) I can't believe Jerry Garcia was seeing another band. That's pretty cool.
0: I can't believe Jerry Garcia was lucid. (laughs) 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 Can't believe Jerry Garcia was a musician. Oh, shut up. I can't believe the Grateful Dead made money. I can't believe they made albums. I can't believe they made music. Let's
1: let's get off of this and click on Andrew's comment that says the Cars debut fits this category. I agree.
0: hundred percent. Yeah.
1: Yep. yep.
0: Yep. 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 Yep.
1: And then we left live albums out, Mike, but we did. I, th- I think for sure, Kiss Alive and Iron Maiden Live After Death qualify as well.
0: Live after death, I go with alive. No,
1: why? What's weak on alive, dude?
0: <laughs> Nothing. Live after death was not really enhanced.
1: Uh, I'm so tired of this argument. Who cares that it was enhanced? I do. And if you think Iron Maiden didn't enhance some of that shit, you out of you're out of your mind.
0: Not as much as Kiss did.
1: Well, nobody I mean, does yeah, anything yeah, as much he as Kiss.
0: Out in either. the studio. Half the album was redone in the studio, so come on. Let's, well, I let's... would
1: also say Thin Lizzy and Dangerous. There we go. Yeah, whatever, dude.
0: Exactly.
1: It's a great solo.
0: Mm-hmm. The answer is no.
1: Uh, But Live After Death, though. Ducky, back me up on this one. This is the, Ducky, I can't believe the crap you're talking right now.
0: All right, listen. Here's the thing with live albums, though, and that's why we didn't pick them. In my opinion, live albums are just greatest hits albums done in front of an audience. So, which is fine if you're going to the show, but for a, uh, it's sort of a cheat if you're saying a perfect album. You know, if you want to talk about greatest live albums, and in that category, yeah, Live After Death and Kiss Alive and Kiss Alive Two, for that matter, Intensity in Ten Cities, Double Live Gonzo, whatever. You know, all those fit absolutely. You know, uh, Exit Stage Left and all the worlds of stage too. You know, uh, all of these are, are Strangers incredible. Strangers in the Night, well, UFO. Yeah, all incredible live albums. Um, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was some vain album that Jeff wants to talk about that was done live that never came out, and there's some test pressing somewhere that he wants to buy from some Sherpa uh, in in you know Southern Sahara for ten thousand dollars at some point.
1: Did, uh, can you put up Gall McCartney's uh, comment?
0: scarily enough that's a good album um so there's that you know
1: that's great
0: and yeah i've heard lots of things pig pen has done he was my favorite peanut character anyway um yeah i know who pig pen is listen listen to this
1: shut up roger was just defending pig pen
0: he was not he was not god all right so if anybody else has any that they'd like to contribute, please throw them in the feed here, and we'd love to pop, pop them up for you. Yeah, here we go. We got some other ones coming in. Scorpio, uh, Scorpions, Tokyo Tapes, and Humble Pie at Fillmore. They're great yes. live albums. Uh, speaking of the Fillmore, Almond Brothers.
1: Yep. Well, Tony's got that there. You guys have to give the Almond Brothers at the Fillmore West. It's do fucking incredible every yeah, note. Absolutely.
0: And like a lot of the Zappa, you can't do dis- you can't do that on stage anymore, or can't do that. Yes. On- um, I think it was volume three or four had a great version of Montana on it where somebody wanted them to play whipping post volume four. That was four. Yeah. Everything comes back to volume four. Yep. Everything is volume four. How
1: about Garney? Th- uh, oh, is that Mark Garney? It's gotta be. Hi, Mark. I didn't even think about that. Elton John madman across the water. Yeah. That's a great one. Actually, for this. I know I was just going to point that out real real quick about Madman across the water they're doing a 50th anniversary box set that's coming out I believe next month nice uh, yeah it's got uh it's got some b-sides and demos live performances and it also comes with a 5.1 mix Stephen wilson I th- I think it might be don't quote me on that one I th- I think it might be okay. Elton's really up on his uh he buys a lot of music so I wouldn't be shocked if uh if he got steven wilson to do it nelson after the rain
0: perfect album um
1: (laughs) all right great moving on uh
0: again if anybody has any that they want to throw into the chat here we'll post them up you know as time goes on uh be happy to hear what you have to say about it and if anybody has any questions please ask there's like 10 of you watching so there may be one of you that wants to know something besides you know I'm not even going to get into the questions I'll probably get asked. So uh,
1: some of these guys would ask legitimate questions. Tony what? Savona yep. and Mark Garney are are good people.
0: Absolutely. Paul
1: McCartney. He's not going to have any good questions.
0: You no, know, Gall McCartney is about two, you know, two chromosomes shy of being a human. So, <laughs> so oh there's, God. There's that. But anyway, I mean, his name is goldfish. Come on. There's reasons for this.
1: Oh, that's my f- That was worth doing the entire show right there.
0: You know, how did I get my hairline? Um, you know, this is a great question that, to be asked. How did I get my hairline? By getting old. By, by working in the music industry. By getting old and working in the music industry. <laughs> how did you get your chins, Jeff? That's my question for you. Uh, anyway, so moving on uh, to our next topic. Our next segment, which is called Discovered, and this is where the show gets its name from cover to covered, where we discuss this a cover song covered uh, that we like as much, if not more than the original. And uh, I I didn't think of one until about five minutes because I really didn't put much thought into it. There's so many. There's so many good ones. I figured I would think of something. And, uh, I did think of something and, uh, it ties in to my, this song sucks, which is our next segment. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to defer since I went first on the first part, Nick, what cover would you like to talk about?
1: Okay. So my pick this week, usually one of the, uh, most pointed at top cover songs of all time, but I do think that it's justified it's took a took a great song, turned it on its head, made it his own. Jimi Hendrix's cover of Bob Dylan's "All on the Watchtower." Um, the Dylan version is great. It's haunting. It's on John Wesley Harding from 1969. A uh, then unknown Charlie Daniels playing bass on that, by the way. But uh, Dylan's version is great. Hendrix took that and just made it an absolute guitar assault. Um, the great thing. That I always love to hear, and it's all always great to hear in headphones if you're listening to Electric Ladyland. The slide that he plays coming out of the guitar solo is a Zippo lighter, ah. <laughs> and you can hear it. You can hear it scratch against the strings. I love that. But uh, there's, of course, you were talking about famous stories earlier about the Pantera. There's, of course, the story of when Dylan heard Hendrix's version of All on the Watchtower. He sent him a letter that said. This is the first time I've heard my one of my songs done better or or no, I'm sorry, not done better, but how I originally had heard it and didn't record it that way. And Dylan since then has played the Hendrix arrangement of all on the Watchtower. And uh, I think if you're a Bob Dylan fan, which I'm a Bob Dylan freak, uh, I think that's the highest honor you could be granted is for a guy like that to say this is this is a better version of the song.
0: Even I'm not, I'm not a Bob Dylan fan, but that would be like, yeah, coronation, you know, yes, Just crown on that's, that's pretty awesome. That's a cool story. Um, for me, uh, the theme is Van Halen. Van Halen's done lots of covers, lots and lots of covers. I'll bring up another one later on, but this one, my, my cover and this song sucks are both on the same album. So for the cover. I'm going to go with, oh, pretty woman.
1: Okay. So I thought it was going to be the other way around. So I know where you're going now.
0: So yeah, pretty woman uh, with Intruder it to, to start it, which was really funny. And the story behind that, there's like this whole like semi-instrumental that leads into pretty woman. And what happened was they finished the album and they needed more run in for the video for pretty woman, because they had the, if anybody's seen the video, it's like a bad cowboys and Indians sort of video, very kitschy and low budget. David Lee
1: Roth, definitely at the helm on that. He
0: has his fingerprints all over that too. Um, But there's that, you know, couple of minutes of music at the beginning of it. That sounds like it leads seamlessly into it. That was done well after the fact. And that's David Lee Roth and Alex Van Halen doing that. Like Alex Van Halen playing drums. And I think I forget, uh, David Lee Roth was just like playing a keyboard. And then I think just took a guitar and just was making noise with it. Like, I don't think anybody else in the band had anything to do with that, except for those two guys. So, uh, yeah, there's a little, little bit of interesting trivia on that one.
1: Sounds like uh, some what, nose candy was involved.
0: You think it was the early eighties. It was snowing in Southern California <laughs> and Florida for that matter. But yeah, so that was what I went with for my discovered. I really like that version of it except that he leaves out a like a verse.
1: Yeah. yeah I never understood that. What what was up with that?
0: Nose candy. Um <laughs> Nose candy bad arrangement in some ways. Um Oh, look. See now I I said it, Jeff. I said it. I like that better than the Roy Orbison version. I'm sorry. I just do. I'm not saying it's the best cover ever. I like it better than as at least as much as the Roy Orbison version.
1: Because the thing that the Roy Orbison version has that the, the Van Halen one doesn't have is the passion in the vocals, which yeah. is what Roy Orbison did better than anybody. Yeah. So you that is lost by David Lee Roth, I think. But when you're talking about the band track, I mean, yeah, of course. Of course, the Van Halen one's better
0: yes so that's why the 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 qualifications are as much if not more
1: i would say it's on the level yeah so different approach
0: great uh moving on to this song sucks now uh, we never talk about this beforehand we say what band but we don't we don't say songs um i don't even know which way you went with this Cause I know initially you'd said it was going to be one band and then you said, Oh, well it might be this other band. So I'm going to let you go first on this one and we'll see if we meet in the middle here.
1: Yeah. Well, you, like you just mentioned, you, we usually discuss the band only. So when you brought up that your pick was going to be Van Halen, that got my mind going because there's a lot of Van Halen as much as I love Van Halen. There's a lot of Van Halen I can't stand. Most of it... By
0: the way, we we need to acknowledge Tony's comment here, Summertime Blues by Blue Cheer. Now, what did we do the first episode that you and I did this? I picked Summertime Blues by Rush, which is the combination of the Blue Cheer and the Who's version. Yes, (laughs) And they're both great versions of Summertime Blues, and I think that Rush's version is just like the great conglomeration of both of them. So.
1: That's it's and Tony's absolutely right. That's flat out metal before metal. You're 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 right. Um Um, what's I saying Van Halen? Halen. So there's a lot of Van Halen I can't stand, most of it in the Sammy Hagar era. So truth. I am going to go with one of the my most hated songs ever, and I know I'm gonna get shit for this, but Fuck Dreams by van Halen.
0: I'm with i'm 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 okay with that choice.
1: That, with that why okay, and here's the thing. Sammy Hagar is a is a great singer. This has nothing to do with his ability to sing. and you could give me the sales pitch of, oh well, they were even more popular with Sammy and they had more commercial success. I get all that, and you're right. and Sammy Hagar writes good songs. Why? Did they put that out where he is not singing in key? Like he's like at the top of his range. It's like nails on the chalkboard. That song is horrible. I hate it. It's one of my most hated songs ever. It's so bad. And I know there's people that love it and people that get a lot of inspiration from it. I hate that song with a passion. (laughs) Sorry. I don't
0: hate it like you do. I don't, but I really have this hard dividing line between, you know, pre and post Dave. Like that's, it's not pre and post, you know, Sammy Hagar. It's (laughs) pre and post Dave. Like, let's be honest. Okay. And, uh, you know, when 5150 came out, everybody was just like, at first, and people went to the shows and subsequently like the audiences. (laughs) dropped over time and next thing you know they're playing like they're opening for other people you know uh so there's got to be something to that um you know and david roth was just doing this at the time so
1: i again and i not to like you know i i don't want it to seem like my dad is just the pillar of all music knowledge but that you know i get i get a lot of that from him and and I remember him telling me, like, asking me asking him about Sammy Hagar joining Van Halen and him going, I remember when we heard that news, we were like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be cool. And but because Sammy was huge in his solo stuff and, you know, had his own thing. And he's like, and the first thing I heard was love walks in. And he goes, and I almost drove my truck into the freeway median.
0: (laughs) I will say, though, I will say. That OU812 is a great album. That album, like they rebounded with that. I think the songs on that are way better than anything on 5150. And anything that came after that that they
1: did. Yeah, it's but doesn't better. OU812 have uh have uh why can't this be love on it? No. I'm when pretty sure it's love. When it's but is it why can't this be love on it too? 150, 150. It is, yeah. Are you sure? positive okay i'll trust you because I, I hate that like fucking the, song
0: too like the phone a friend you want a 50 50 <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah 50 50
0: yeah all right so uh, Gall mccartney again he's just he's just a piece of shit what's uh, the
1: one good song gall mccartney
0: they do a really good version of a uh a and and a political blues uh a political blues by little feet on that album too i know you wait one Two. Um, is it a perfect album? No, but I dig a lot of what's on that album. Like, you know, Source of Infection is a great kind of callback to the David Lee Roth days, like that sort of speedy kind of beat that's on there. Um, and really good guitar work from Eddie Van Halen. Um, and but Black that goes without saying. Too. Yeah. Um, so, my song, speaking of Van Halen, here we go. Uh, again, I said that my two songs today, Discovered and This Song Sucks, come from the same album, and the album is Diver Down diver down is a very polarizing album for anybody in that likes van halen because like every other song is a cover and one song is clarinet on it you know big bad bill is sweet william now like his dad's you know eddie van halen's dad is playing clarinet on it like this is van halen like i i don't i don't know but with that said there's a lot of great songs on the album like little guitars it's amazing um What's not good is Secrets.
1: Oh, okay. That's what you're going with. I thought you were going to say their cover of Where Have All the Good Times Gone.
0: No, that one I don't like as much as The Kinks. That's for sure. But do I hate it? No, I don't hate it. I just don't really like it that much. But Secrets? That song is a bag of shit on fire left on a doorstep. Or at least it should be. It is so not good. And I don't know what they were thinking. And supposedly David Lee Roth was inspired by postcards or some shit like that. When he wrote the lyrics, I like, this is terrible. This is God awful. It's like bad vacation, reggae ish sort of M O R nonsense. Anything that is not Van Halen. That song is. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It is not good. I That song sucks. It just sucks. And it's not like it's one of those songs like we were talking about before, like, say, with Def Leppard Hysteria. You know, Don't Shoot Shotgun is a great song, but on Hysteria, it's like the ninth best song. Mm-hmm. On any other album, it might be the second best song, right? Secrets on any album would suck.
1: It would always be the worst. Track. It would
0: always be the worst track on any Van Halen record in the David Lee Roth era. Let's, you know.
1: Yeah, it would be it would be the second best song on a Sammy Hagar van. It anymore.
0: might be. It might make it to the top five, uh, which would not be hard. To Side
1: be sidebar: the song I was thinking of because I just I just looked it up on the other computer here that I was trying to think of that I can't stand on ou Eight One Two is Finish What You Started.
0: Oh yeah, no that that song's not. Uh, that's just that's that's like that's a better version of Secrets in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> you and still say
1: you still say it's better though.
0: Better than Secrets, yeah. Because I mean, at least you can kind of wanna sing that song and it has sort of a catchy sort of hook to it, but Secrets just sucks. <laughs> it just sucks. It's just fucking terrible. Soup to nuts. God bad. Now, this was just brought up. I would think Halen 3,
1: overborn in the USA, so would I this. I don't, know I. About
0: this. I, I don't scientific-
1: know Was somebody else there. No, what are you talking about?
0: I heard like another voice. That's just weird.
1: Oh, I know what it is, Mike. Yeah, that was me by accident. There's there's uh touch pads on the procaster. Yeah. it's samples in the procaster. Sorry. Yeah, we need to reach over off. to I was reaching over to move the mouse.
0: We need to get some of those loaded up with like applause and laughs. We need to have some <laughs> you know, we need to have some of that going on. But yeah, Van Halen 3, I don't even think they want to acknowledge that album ever i don't think gary sharon wants to acknowledge that album i don't think anybody wants to acknowledge that that album ever existed in fact i could never name a song off that album
1: without you
0: now i can name one song off that album because you just told me it's
1: bad here's the thing okay dennis dennis is just razzing me because he and now he's he's, always- he's, he's doubling down yeah. yeah it was pretty bad but here's the thing, Mike, because we got to go back to what you're talking what you said about hysteria earlier. Okay. Born in the USA is the same thing where there's 11 tracks on that record and eight of them were smash fucking hits. Yeah. So it's like, and the the three that aren't hits are the three best songs on the record. So to say, to try and use that as a, as a uh, slight, I disagree. Yeah, there you go.
0: Uh, Gall McCartney chimed in with Gary Sharon's great. He forgot to write in the band extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Gall
1: McCartney, get the funk out. I I love that
0: album. I honestly thought about bringing that album into the things you can listen to start to finish extreme two, really. Yeah. I love that album. I, I I think that's as far as like the late, like the, that was one of the last hair albums Cause it was like 1990 or 91 when that came out mm-hmm. right before that whole market crashed. Uh That still stands the test of time. Cause Nuno Betancourt is on fire on that album.
1: Well, yeah, he's great. great always. Yeah. Do you remember since this, this ties into what we're talking about and Nams next week, remember a few years ago when I sent you the picture of Nuno Betancourt leaving the signing and I said, actual photographic evidence of Nuno getting the funk out. Oh God. <laughs> and you had the same reaction yeah
0: your (laughs) jokes are weak that's all
1: (laughs) that was a good one
0: so jeff is correct on this one three (laughs) sides every story is really good the unfortunate part is that came out like 92 or 93 and there was no audience for it anymore and uh and not at that time looking back on it it's actually a very um dry album There's not a lot of effects on there. There's not a lot of reverb on a lot of the tracks on there. It's not a very, from a production standpoint, it wasn't very wet. It's a very, I don't want to call it stunted. Um, uh, Dennis Smith. I can't believe Clutch was never mentioned. Well, Clutch is great. Um, Transnational. All right. You need to go bite a penis. Um, The Clutch is a great band. The first four albums. And then after that, they just started doing the same album over and over and over again for the past 10 albums. So, uh, and yes, this, this, this was an actual thing. And this may wind up in an intro yes, uh, down the please. line with my, with my hallowed photo bomb of Nuno Betancourt and my friend, Jason. Um, so yeah. that was
1: the year you met th- that I met you because oh, remember you were <laughs> at dinner. Yeah. You were at dinner going, look at this photo bomb.
0: That was such a good photobomb, too. Come on. Let's be honest. That was was,
1: perfect. That was classic. I'll make that part of the next intro whenever we do that. Uh, Look at Gall McCartney. Clutch is awful. Actual garbage.
0: (laughs) You know, everybody has an opinion. Most of them aren't good. And then there's people like Gall, who, you know, again, I'll say it again. Two chromosomes short of a human.
1: so good he's right on this one though no he's not yes he is he's not that band is he's not
0: clutch is the first four albums first four after pure rock fury everything's sort of i've
1: listened to all you know i've had people play stuff for me i've seen them live all i've i've given them every chance i could possibly give them no how do you like blackberry smoke but not clutch Oh, uh, cause Blackberry Smoke are way better, and they're they're not even in the same like genre. Like, what are you talking about? It's Southern Rocky kind of thing. Clutch is not Southern Rock.
0: They're more Southern Rock than.
1: <laughs> Can you do that again? <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, I didn't hear that. One more time. And they're,
1: and they're bad. They're bad. White boy funk. do
0: <laughs> This is Gene Simmons from Kiss. I'm back again to defend Clutch. Clutch is a band. We wanted to take them on tour in 2025. At that point, we'll be 90 years old. We'll have to charge way too much in order to keep Clutch on tour as they are one of the preeminent bands. They bought all the Kiss condoms.
1: You know, when Kiss discovered Clutch, as well as ACDC and Motorhead and Iron Maiden, I it wrote a them.
0: song with my friend Christine. She was 16 at the time and I was 93 and the song was called clutch. And then the band took the name, never gave us any money, which is really a shame, but we let them, we let them play in there. Jeff's
1: show. comment up.
0: Two guys with scruffy beards with bad opinions. Um, <laughs> i'm not going to rename the show that but that should be the byline yeah though my beard is far less scruffy my mine is tighter to the face than uh you know the next charles manson over here
1: how was this not brought up for perfect albums kiss unmasked Uh,
0: because there are no perfect kiss albums
1: unmasked is up there
0: unmasked is an is probably one of the most underrated kiss albums because it's straight up power pop and nobody knows anything about it. And Peter Chris didn't play on it because he couldn't play drums because he can't play drums. Yeah. Okay. Hey, look, there's an event happening I, this weekend. Yeah. Creatures fest. Yeah. Creatures fest with like Peter Chris and Ace Fraley and Bruce Kulick and Vinnie Vincent. Yes. And three of them might show up. The, the the bet is that Vinny Vincent just doesn't even show up because he doesn't show up to anything. Because I think-
1: I I've I'm a Vinny fan and I've talked to Vinny and I've seen him play recently and I I know what his uh, what his reputation is and I'm just I really hope he doesn't do that because I saw him play in Nashville in 2019 and he can still rip. And I just, and I know a lot of people think he doesn't show up to these things or he cancels gigs because he can't play. I'm telling you, I saw it with my own two eyes. He can play his ass off still. I don't know anything past that. I hope he shows up because I want him to shut all the naysayers down. That being said, his track record is a little rough, a a little, (laughs) I'm trying to be diplomatic here, dude. If
0: you said checkered past, it'd be King me like just all the checkers. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. This is, there you go. We got, we got
1: slaughter out of it. So I don't think that was really an upgrade.
0: Slaughter was miles better than the Vinnie Vincent invasion miles better. Stick it to you is one of the best hairband albums ever made. Absolutely. hundred percent. And Mark
1: slaughter has an amazing voice and still does. I don't agree with any of that. Um, But Vinny wrote, Vinny wrote unholy unholy on revenge. So
0: Vinny wrote, look, Vinny wrote half a lick it up. Okay. I have no problem with what he did with kiss. I have a problem with the fact that he's just a moron who pissed away a career just by being a complete jerk. Kind of like somebody named Peter, Chris. Um, What was
1: Peter, Chris being a complete, we got to get off of this. This, this will go on for like three hours. This We got to stop this.
0: Well, we finish the show anyway, does anybody have any questions for us? Nobody. Everybody just has statements trolling us, which is about <laughs> far for the course.
1: Look at the last Gull McCartney comment, <laughs>
0: Because, you know, he just does. You know, now we need to do a show just about Goldfish without Goldfish being on the show to, to tell the fable, the story. Of Goldfish. Yeah, I think that that's necessary one day. But Not for today. We're already about an hour and a half in, which means it's time to go. So thank you all very much for joining us today. Nick, tell us your store, Deets, again.
1: Rock City Music Company located in Livonia, Michigan. You can catch us on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all those apps. We're on all of them. Constantly posting funny and cool and informative stuff. We're running a sale right now. So all you vinyl people, all records, 10% off shop rock city we'll ship them right to your door
0: you won't get these kind of discounts on kiss.com so make sure if you want to buy a kiss album you go see nick go see nick go see nick he's the guy to see with the discounts if you go to kiss.com we'll charge you 10 percent more <laughs> as an added bonus but there will be no bonus
1: there's no, but bo- the bonus is that you supported kiss. The fans wanted this, the, the fans, fans, wanted
0: this. they wanted this and we came and we delivered as
1: kiss. They did. <laughs> and I just want to say real quick, cause I, I know we were always uh, ragging on people back and forth my opinions mike's opinions your opinions they're all opinions it's, it's exactly totally if i don't like something that's okay if you don't like something i like that's totally fine too yeah that john guy was a little rough though he didn't it. Like yeah, you're
0: rough to him so i mean this is par for the course <laughs> and and that's fine it's all good i love john sort of you a know.
1: I want ian to come on here and watch one time
0: he probably is looking on my facebook
1: page right now going
0: why can't we see them because <laughs> VG plus he called he
1: he called me out in the live auction the other day because i asked him if he had voodoo highway by badlands and he said nick dump out of the auction video there's a preview of everything you wouldn't have to ask that
0: yeah well there you go oh see now jeff odin just popped in in the last 10 seconds that we're actually going to be here hi jeff how are you black celebration by depeche mode yes that is absolutely a great album 100
1: unfamiliar i'm gonna i'm gonna check that out
0: these things are about to, to share this kind of information and if you get something out of it by listening to a new album or a new band or something you again like i said you tried before didn't like maybe it hits differently this time around do it that's just what this is for so uh jeff sorry that you came in uh so late we're actually getting off here now but that doesn't mean you can't go back to the beginning and start watching again as this spools and uh, in the, yes, exactly. Catch me on repeat. This will also be available as a podcast within the next hour, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And also, if you like this down below on YouTube, please hit the like button. Please subscribe. And also the uh, playlist for in the in the details right below, right over here, right down, right oh no right down there yeah in the details you'll find the playlist for the this song sucks playlist you'll see the link for that on spotify uh and thank you all so much for coming i guess def leppard is on jimmy kimmel tonight because patty's mentioning watch jimmy kimmel uh so i guess i can watch him in another four hours if i'm actually awake
1: i can watch him in an hour
0: There you go. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. I don't know if we're going to be on next week, but just keep out. I hope we do. We're able to make it work because this is fun. So thanks again to all of you and, uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for watching. Much appreciated.
1: Have a good night.